All right, let us begin with our prayer. Ah, so grateful, so thankful to join together. Grateful and thankful to open our hearts and our minds to the power of love shining in our awareness, shining in our hearts. So grateful to steep ourselves in the love of God, partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, recognizing that our nature is perfect, our nature is pristine, that we are light beings, and ever shall it be so. We are grateful and thankful to come together for the purpose of remembering the truth about ourselves, about life, about God. We come together for the purpose of shedding all false beliefs and stepping into the quantum field of infinite love, intelligence. So grateful that our time together is deeply healing and nourishing. It's expansive. It's happy-making. And we are grateful to celebrate God's goodness together. We share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah. So first thing I'm going to do is uh, I'm just going to share the... Um, prayer partners so i just did all the prayer partners <clears throat> and uh so i'm going to read them off to you and as we speak angela is um mailing them to you emailing them to you you know each year i get quite a number of people that when we do check-ins and I say, so how was your prayer partnership? And they say, yeah, you know, I um, emailed my prayer partner and I never heard back, so I just let it go. But um, when both prayer partners tell me that, I know that emails go to spam. And there's just, you know, a mist. And... Um, since joining together really is one of the greatest tools that we have for our awakening. Uh, if you have any challenge reaching your prayer partner, if you could just let Angela know or let me know so that we can help facilitate it, that would be great. And if you decide that you do not wish a prayer partner at this time because you're demands on your schedule or something like that are such that um, the saving time function of a prayer partner doesn't appeal to you um, because it does save time actually it doesn't take time uh, then uh, just let us know so we can actually give that person a new prayer partner and rather than they're holding the space for you to respond to them and they don't hear from you. So um, just, just let us know if you decide no prayer partners at this time. So, um, but I have uh, done, done the assignments. 
So I'm just going to read them out here. And um, we have uh, Dina with Nura. And uh, let's see here. This is a little hard to read the way this is. Let me see if I can. Uh, nope. Nope. What can I do? There we go. Nope, that's not doing it. Nope. All right, I guess it's just hard to read. Uh, and then Diana with Jeannie. Deb with Susan. Claire with Tracy. Paula with Valerie. Marilyn with Franca, Rieko with Vanessa, Laurence with Felicia, uh, Carol Misrobian with Kim, um, Carolyn Blakely with Christine, Sonia and Ronnie. Uh, Marie and Laurel, uh, Katerina and Jennifer, I think I said everyone, anybody not hear their name called and have a question, Cheryl? Did you have a question or you don't hear your name? Oh, I can't unmute you for whatever reason. There we go. I couldn't, I didn't hear my name. Ah, uh, let's see. Oh, you're with Carol Blakely. Anybody else have a question? Tracy? I don't know if, if you got a, a notice. I, um, I'd requested if I could get with somebody who was in my time zone so that it would be a little easier to schedule since I had a lot of difficulties last year with prayer partner scheduling. I did not get that message. Rosalind uh, had suggested that I make that request and I thought it was a good idea. Mm, so mm -hmm. I sent it in a while ago. And you sent it to me? No, I sent it to admin, I think. I can't remember if I CC'd, I'm trying to remember to CC so everybody gets it. You know what, it might have gone to Linda, and we didn't anticipate that Linda would be caring for her husband post-surgery. Mm -hmm. So, um, yep, and Claire is definitely not in your time zone. Oh, yeah. So She's in Europe, right? 
Yes, she is. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, maybe somebody who is, maybe we can figure that out at another time. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, any other questions about prayer partners before we go on to our class? Felicia. Could you repeat my prayer partner? I thought you had said Laurel, but then you said her with someone else. Uh, did I? Let's see. Remember, everybody's going to get an email too. It was Laurence, I think, for Felicia. Yes, you're right. With Laurence. Okay, thank you. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's jump in. So I, uh, I invited you all to uh, bring your results of your New Year's reboot work. Uh, has anybody uh, not had a chance to do that work? Deb and Diana. All right. Not at all? No. Well, um, one thing you may wish to do is to uh, see if you can carve out a time to make it a priority. Uh, and uh, there's no pressure, but we, we are going to really dive into that work. And um, so you're going to be grateful that you can do it and uh, so uh, in the doing of it I, what I'm going to invite we're going to do here is I'm going to do uh, breakouts and um, in groups of three to go over uh, some of the results that you had here and um, what I'm going to ask you to focus on is the gratitudes, the different categories of gratitudes from the beginning. Do, Deb and Diana, do you have your handout? Don't have the handout. Okay. Um, I really missed the memo. I'm completely unprepared. Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Um, so the handout is, uh, it's on the, the website for downloading uh, in the member site with the New Year's reboot material. And um, 
so it's it's not difficult to find and if you can't find it uh glazy could help you or angela could help you you know and just email it to you um anything we can do to make it easier for you do do the rest of you have your handouts i'd ask that you bring it with you great great excellent okay so we're going to just jump right into a breakout and um deb and diana you'll be able to get go right along with everybody in your group so don't don't feel bad about it, it doesn't help so uh Let's see here. So I'm just going to ask you to focus in uh, initially just on those gratitudes. And um, so uh, I am going to um, unmute everyone and then uh, do the put the breakouts here and um, let's see. I'm going to Okay, that'll work. Here we go. So you need to um, click there on the screen. You see where to click there, Sonia? There we go. Hey, Carol. Hi. Um, everybody just went into a breakout. Uh, I'm going to see if I can add you to uh, one of the rooms, okay? Okay. Um, I was going to ask you because I emailed about um, I'm not able to make a lot of the classes because it's Tuesday and at this time and I'm, I'm gone before it ends. Does that make a difference if I catch up and keep watching them? Sorry, someone's oh, moving. Um, for the what program is it? The um, the program that you have for um, counseling. Like, does that affect it? 
why don't why don't you why don't we talk about this later and you jump into the breakout? Okay. Yep. Okay. I'll just put my headset on. There's somebody there on the phone? No. So one of the reasons why that is such an important thing for you to do, uh, it, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious uh, the benefits of having the, the opportunity to really go over the, uh, what you're grateful for in different areas is that uh, one of the things I experience uh, every year that's, um, gratifying and it's kind of charming in its way is when I do the year end uh, one on ones and I will be more making more time available I just don't have the voice to do a lot of talking quite yet so I'm I'm not pushing myself because uh, that's not self-loving. So I'm just taking it, uh, giving all my energy to the classes this week. Uh, and, um, and there's a lot of admin right now too. So, um, but one of the things that's really interesting and, and, and wonderful is that when we connect one-on-one -on -one and I ask people, these questions about what are you grateful for this year and what did you learn this year? There are a, a number of people who in the beginning of the conversation, they're thinking, you know, I didn't do much this year. I didn't listen to all the classes and I didn't do everything you suggested and they feel guilty. They feel ashamed and they have to uh, kind of get that out on the table uh, and see, you know, where I'm going to be with that and how I'm going to hold that with them. But then as I just go, well, that's okay. So let's just start looking at, you know, what are your results? What's changed in your life? What's different? And then by the end of the conversation, uh, people are saying to me, gosh, you know, I didn't even remember that I had that unbelievable miracle back in September. And then they're like, and oh my God, I totally forgot. And, you know, it's amazing the things that people forget. It's amazing. And I say, you know, well, I remember when we talked and you were telling me about this as a problem. And they're like, 
what? And I say, yeah, remember you, you know, you were crying and you were copious tears and you were so frightened about that. And they're like, oh yeah, no, I totally, I saw that, that, no, I, yeah, no, this miracle happened. And, and, but people begin the conversation and their perspective is that they've kind of failed masterful living, you know, but by the end of the conversation, they realize, oh no, 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 there's all this. And so part of what we're really doing is we are retraining our mind to look at what's real. And rather than the story that the ego is feeding us based in the old lenses. So one of the best tools that we have, as you know, is gratitude. Love and gratitude, love and gratitude, love and gratitude. Those are our go-tos for everything. And so being able to, you know, really in a sense, force yourself to say, okay, what am I grateful for in my finances? What am I grateful for in my relationships? What am I grateful for in my body? What am I grateful for? What am I grateful for? You have to look sometimes, you know, and it's really worth looking because other times we, uh, if we don't do that, we think, you know, it's just, it's just, there's no good news in my story here. So this is really uh, valuable. And I, I always notice at the end of the year how many people that their attitude has changed so noticeably that they actually don't remember the old attitude. And, um, you know, at which point we can all sing, I got a new attitude, right? And uh, it's a great song, that song. It really is. It's a really great song. And um, so that's why we're we're kicking off our year with this this gratitude work so i'm just I, you've all had a chance to share but i'm just curious in doing this exercise this year have you found any new gratitudes of real substance that you hadn't seen before doing this exercise anybody anybody discover any you know, you can just unmute yourself if you did and just share with us. Well, I was telling um, our little group there that um, as a part of this process of looking for the gratitudes from last year, it occurred to me that somewhere along the line, I stopped being a right fighter. And um, in, in our family, everybody is a very good arguer. We could all be lawyers. And um, for some reason and some, some way, somehow, it, it doesn't attract me anymore. It actually attracts me more to let the other person be right and say, you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. It doesn't mean I agree with it. I don't have to change my mind. 
but I don't have to make the other person see my point or just engage. It just doesn't attract me anymore. And I noticed the effects on other people. Um, I was just thinking about that this morning and um, as a result of printing out the, um, uh, the questionnaires that that's gone. I don't know when it left, but it's gone. So that's fun. That's wonderful. That, that was a big, big turning point for me in my life too. It was really huge because I, I hadn't heard that. I like your little expression there, the right fighters fighting for being right. Um, so yeah, so much intensity over that. And of course, all the times that you were right and you, you succeeded in dominating the other people who mistakenly thought they were right. <laughs> all the times that you, you won that argument and you proved that you were, you were the one who was right. What do you have to show for it? Nothing. And, and really, it's like they were dead bodies all around when, you know, after I, I massacred everybody with my rightness. Exactly. But now, now that you don't even need to be right, what do you have to show for it? It's just sweet. And, and I just find that I have so much more support, even for things that, for example, with my husband that he wouldn't, wouldn't choose for me to do. But he's so much more eager to support me in, and be excited because I haven't made him wrong. I mean, it's pretty obvious but it wasn't before. I couldn't stop. And I really didn't know what was on the other side. And most of all, I didn't try. I just kept noticing my thoughts, noticing my motivations. And just little by little, the bigger picture changed. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful when someone can say that um in a sense you know that you're that you're for me they can tell me i'm wrong and i'm like oh look at that <laughs> well that's a first so yeah and i could say you know you have a point yeah yeah you say oh, i get it i get it i get it mm -hmm. and you know what kind of pie is there you know <laughs> should we have tea now <laughs> <laughs> to that and um you know for some people it's disorienting i i think it was in class that i shared this conversation with my nephew maybe it was in the year one class uh i i had a last summer i had a conversation with my nephew and he he made some incredible he's 23 years old he made some incredible generalization about you know these people always this or something and i just said well honey that that's that can't even be possible there's no way that you can make a generalization like that it's just not possible and uh he was like arguing for it and i and i said sweetheart you really have to know you cannot make generalizations like that. It's just, it, it, 
it makes you seem as though you're foolish. You know, I, I wouldn't wish you to be foolish in other people's eyes. It's not about being right or wrong. It's just, it's not possible for you to say that all of these people are this, because it's just not, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. It's like saying, you know, all the planets are red, you know, what? So, um, he, he actually, he was arguing and arguing for it. And then I just said, I, I can't, I can't do this with you. I don't understand what you're saying or why you're saying these things. I know, you know, it's not true. And he, he actually said to me, he said, I just liked arguing. <laughs> I know it's not true. I just like arguing. And I just went, Oh, oh okay. I get it now. Um, I think we're done though. You know, <laughs> I dislike arguing. So there we have it. So go ahead. You're right. People like that are always like that. <laughs> you know. But I actually, it was just one case where I just, it wasn't that I needed to be right. I just thought, gosh, it just sounds, he sounds like a moron if he doesn't believe, <laughs> you know. And I know he doesn't believe it. So why is he saying it? I had to get to the bottom of why he would ever say something that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fortunately, we were able to, to laugh about it. Yeah. Anybody, that was a great, aha, uh -huh, great, great. Thank you for sharing that, Rosalind. Anybody else have anything they'd like to uh, put on the table here as uh, a I surprise? Do. I want to say it out loud so that I can remember it. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, that I, I want... I, I intend and I'm willing to remember to be grateful for all the things that are right in my physical health and well-being. Because hmm. I focus on the things that aren't, and there's a million more things that are right than aren't right. Yes, how beautiful. Yeah. 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 Indeed. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy about that. I'm yeah. happy to see that and, and be able to embrace that now and, and want to keep going further with that. Indeed. That's right. Beautiful. Well, uh, Similarly, uh, we're going to do the next one, which is what challenges brought the greatest learning? What are the important things you learned from your challenges this past year? Uh, that one, I, that's one, we're going to do that one. It's, it's uh, focus on that. To me, that's one of the best questions that we can ask because um, we can actually realize that we had some major learnings that we didn't quite put together. And hearing each other's is always very helpful. Um, one of the things that I'll just share with you personally for myself, one of the things I relearn every year is how... Uh, 
two things are how just completely loved and supported I am by the universe. Even when it seems like, you know, the wheels have come off the wagon and, and now my feet are scraping on the ground or whatever it might feel like. I realized that, oh, God is so loving me in that experience. And it's totally for my good. And um, the other thing is the uh, just extraordinary power of the word. Uh, that the, the, My words are so, so powerful. And there's no, I, I just cannot have casual use of my words. Uh, there's no, that's one of the things that really is about becoming masterful is accepting my word is powerful without exception. My word is powerful and I must um, have reverence for that, have respect for that and use it as a tool rather than carelessly throwing the words around. And um it takes some real experience to recognize that. But every year it is something that is always impressive. The, the learnings that I have showing me that yet again. So uh, are you ready to go into another breakout? All right, let's do this. And so how many minutes do we have this time? What, what, what's, why? We're going to go into breakout. Uh, how many uh, minutes are we going to have in our breakout group this time so we know how to divide it up? Um, well, I usually give a, um, however many minutes it feels like. Was there a problem last time? Uh, no, uh, just that, that we didn't know how many minutes, so we didn't know if we had a total of three minutes or a total of nine minutes or exactly. Yeah. Well, I think if you just count that you're going to have three or four minutes a person. Okay. Yeah. That's generally how the breakouts go, unless it feels like there's an extensive amount of work. Uh, I don't think you need that much per person for this topic. Three, three minutes maximum, I think, per person. Feel good? Everybody understand the question? All righty, here we go. Uh, I want to, let's see. Um, okay, I'm gonna unmute everybody. Here we go. Hello, fellow Dream Builder coach. All right. Did you, in uh, your your uh, small group discussions, did you come to any additional uh, ahas, insights, clarity? Anybody? Paula. Or Paula's iPad, as it says. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Paula's got a cold. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. <clears throat> I, encourage, I encourage you to binge watch Netflix while you can. <laughs> Thank you. 
I think a beautiful moment for me was when Jean came in sort of toward the end and we all agreed with her that self-love isn't for sissies. Yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, in all of our instances, uh, the turning point came when we really got about loving ourselves and appreciating ourselves and how that changed our relationships. Uh, so it wasn't for sissies. I thought that was great. <laughs> Thank you, Jean. It has been such a, a road of learning for me. So many things that I had no idea were not self-loving that I used to do. Yeah, so many things. I thought I was being compassionate with other people. I was just being dysfunctional. Yep. And I have to say, the just one second, Diana. Uh, I have to say that... Um, you know, one of the questions I get almost every day is, uh, well, how do I love myself? I don't even understand that. It doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, and, and I also get that along with how do I remember to partner up and how do I remember to choose peace? And it, it, this, it's, it's self-love. The, the two are completely related, you know, because... If somebody was in your house stinking it up and breaking your things and it would be an act of self-love really to say I'm sorry um, this is not working for me I, I, I need you to leave my house now um, and there are just so many things that we don't we just forget that, that that's there it's like noise in the background and we've just come to accept it and um but it's completely you know it's like if squirrels started nesting in your sofa and you were just <laughs> like you know but they need a place to go and they have babies now and um like what am i going to do i'm just going to put them outside we lose perspective yeah yeah diana um, well, I, I just realized that I've been trying to fit God into my life rather than me into God. Um, just from all that. And I realized that this is a big chunk of what's been going on for me this whole last year. Um, so it's just formulating now. I, like I said, I didn't realize. I didn't realize what it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take. Take your time. Yeah. This has been very hard. Yeah. I guess I needed heart because I've already gone through this with three other people. <laughs> my mom and my aunt and my other son. Uh, to watch people who can't take care of themselves anymore and give until you have nowhere to give. It's, it's very hard. Yeah, it is. 
sorry, I'm crying again. <laughs> it's you don't have to apologize. How could you not cry? I guess I guess you want to understand, but you don't need to understand. Um, yeah. You just have to allow and be willing to be open to what is there for you to do. It's just... You know, it, it teaches us to be in the moment. Right. And to open to receive the refreshment of spirit over and over throughout the day. Um, you know, the tendency of most human beings is when times are very stressful and difficult that that's when we start eating the unsupportive food we forget to drink the water we <laughs> live on coffee and um, it, it, one of the best tools that we have in that stressful difficult situation is pausing is pausing in order to move out of thinking 10 steps ahead with the managing and the coping, uh, you know, because when the world is falling down and it's overwhelming, the ego starts moving into trying to control everything so that you, right. you know, and, um, and that's part of the stress is trying to control everything. It's a big part of the stress. Right. And you're so wise to even know to say those words about allowing. Um, it, but truly the angels, the violet flame, these things, they are refreshing. And they don't take a lot of time but it's about calling for that refreshment day after day, you know, just yeah. every five minutes, every 15 minutes. Well, I'm definitely doing it more. <laughs> because I, I realize that I need it. It just, otherwise, otherwise you just slip right back into it. Again, you know, in another cycle, another cycle, another cycle. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy, but it is a time to reduce caffeine. It's a, it's a what? I couldn't hear that last part. It's a time to reduce caffeine usage and dependency if you have any. I'm not an anti-caffeine person. I'm totally pro-caffeine. Uh -huh. um, because if God didn't want us to have caffeine, he wouldn't have given us caffeine. <laughs> you know, If he yeah. didn't want us to have coffee, he would not have made Starbucks everywhere. <laughs> so clearly, God wants us to drink coffee. It would have made it taste bad. If, or, you know... Uh, and I don't usually say he, but there it is. 
um, but I know for myself that when times are challenging and there's a lot to do, I start to feel the angels saying, no more coffee, don't drink that coffee. Uh, coffee I don't do, but I do pop. <laughs> yeah. Caffeine pop. Yeah, same thing. Right. Same thing. And um, surprisingly, it's amazing how refreshing, seriously, uh, water with some cucumber, some, you know, piece of orange, some lemon in it that this can actually become, you just tell the angels, help me to love this. Um, truly, because it's, um, it's reviving to be able to do that and pray over it. And if you, you're gonna have the soda, just pray over it. Okay. Just make that commitment. All right. Yeah. Little things mean a lot when you're under siege. It's been uh, very consistent for the last five days or more. So today's a little, I don't want to say anything about it, what it is, because I never know for minute to minute. Yeah. Yeah. We're praying for you, Dad, you and Tim. Thank you. Anybody else like to share an aha they have about a learning? Something you discovered when you did the worksheet? Tracy. Um, not just in doing the worksheet, but also just over the break, having more time and then reviewing the intentions for 2017. Anyway, I think um, it's just coming together for me more and more how my challenges and um, particularly when the ones dealing with my family that, that have been mm, so hard for me to articulate to all of you because it's a lot um, it is I'm realizing it's perfectly designed to give me an opportunity to uh, to, to be made aware of my most uh, significant attachments that are causing me pain and to let them go. And um, wow, I have 
a lot of um, gratefulness now to be able to see that. And uh, it, you've been saying this all year long, but anyway, I'm <laughs> I'm letting it in more. I'm able to let that in more, and I guess be less defended against um, the love that's trying to trying to free me. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah. So, so I didn't see a big shift in terms of um, from my family, and I really couldn't have. It's hard to explain. Just, but the timing, we haven't gotten to that point yet, where it might even become visible to me. But the shifting in me uh, is really very significant. Um, and I'm very grateful. It's really the most important thing. And I know that's not a surprise to you, <laughs> of course. But anyway, it's a, it's a wonderful surprise for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you all, folks, a story, uh, uh, and Tracy, uh, related in a sense to what you're talking about. Um, it's a personal story that um, I don't need to tell the whole world, but um, uh, in terms of my releasing attachment and the journey with it and the, the, the value of really doing it and, and even somehow to, because, um, you know, my family has this beautiful home in Maine which my parents built uh, in the mid eighties. And they built it as a second home that they intended to retire to, uh, which in a sense they did. They, my mom, they moved into the house, they sold their house in Rhode Island and moved into the main house when my mom retired. And then my dad continued to work as a consultant for many years and, um, you know, my, um, I forget, was it Sylvia Plath said a woman is her house. You know, it's like she wears her house. And my mom picked out everything in that house, every tile, every knob, every, mm. everything. And, um, and I, it was one of the areas in our lives where uh, she and I could, talk about things and come together without becoming annoyed with each other. You know, it was her house. She was decorating it the way she wanted. I never had a thought that she should do it any differently than she did, but it was a place, a meeting ground where we could talk the decorating and the, the deciding of these things. It was safe ground for both of us. We both, I really enjoy decorating. It's a very creative thing to me. And um, so, and my mom had really good taste and, and style and as far as that went. And um, then, uh, and my parents would always say to my brother and I that they were going to leave us the house. You know, it would be ours and they, they had a trust. The house was in a trust. And then at Christmas... Um, Christmas Eve, 
2014. Um, literally on Christmas Eve, my dad uh, said, so I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to sell the house. And he, he had remarried, you know, and he said, we're going to move to Florida. I'm selling the house. I don't want the house anymore. And so imagine somebody tells you for 30 years that this, they're going to give you this thing that I love. I love that house. I love the land there. I, I've spent a lot of time there. And uh, I lived there for a number of years by myself. It was a very, very healing place for me. Um, it was where I did a lot of deep spiritual healing. And so it's just like Merry Christmas. That thing I said I was going to give you, eh, I'm, I'm going to give it to somebody else. Merry Christmas. It just felt like a slap in the face to me and my brother. It was really, I, I, it was upsetting. It was very upsetting. It was the way it was done and all of that. You know, my, my ego had a field day. And, um, uh, you know, my brother and I are like five o'clock in the morning, Christmas morning. We're going, what the record? Rah? You know, instead of excited about, ooh, it's Christmas, you know. <laughs> so a um, lot of attachment. And so uh, that that New Year's, I had a gathering with some of the Masterful Living folks in the area. And I said, um, I said, you know, I really, had, I've made a vow to really give up all attachments. And I really renewed it uh, just before Christmas. And here, here now, you know, it's like a one-two punch. Okay, here you go. Answered prayer. <laughs> and... Um, you know, uh, so I, I took it as this, this is my, I have to release the attachment to this house. I can't afford to buy the house. I don't know how we would ever keep this house in the family. And, and my brother was like, you know, I'm not buying that house. You know, it's supposed to be my inheritance. I'm not going to buy it. And, um, and then my dad changed his mind. He said, Oh, I'll give you the house. And then, and then he said, no, no, I can't afford to give you the house. So I'm going to sell the house. And, and he put it on the market, you know. And it was all very upsetting mm. on a certain level. But I, I just made up my mind. I'm releasing the attachment to this house. And if this house is meant to be mine, it will be mine. And there's nothing that can prevent that. And if it's meant to be sold and be somebody else's, that's how it will be. And spirit knows my heart's desire. And I'm, I'm just holding my heart's desire that however it unfolds, everything is working together for my good. There are no exceptions. And, um, and I really worked with the violet flame to loosen up all the attachment to the house you know, to the point where I could actually help my father do things to prepare for it to be sold and, and this and that. And, um, and then uh, just briefly, I started to say to my brother, well, what if we did this? You know, what if we made this offer? What if we did that, you know? And, um, 
And he was like, oh, dad would never go for that. And I said, well, you know, let's just ask him. Let's just ask him. Maybe he would. So, um, you know, talked about it with my dad. And he was like, well, make me an offer. You have to make me an offer. And my brother and his wife just didn't want to do it. They didn't want to make an offer. Didn't want to do it. And then um, my father made us an offer. And I was like, you know, this is a bargain deal here. I think we have to take this. You know, let's see if we can put it together. And anyway, they, they were dragging their feet. They didn't want to think about it. And then, uh, and there's sections of land around the house. And so then my dad said, fine, I'm going to sell this, the, the land over here that he had always promised me. He said, I'm going to sell it to these other people. And he said, I'm signing the contract. If you're not making an offer, I'm signing the contract. I said, dad, I can't do it by myself, you know? And, uh, so what can I do? And, um, I, uh, I just let it go. You know, I said, and I just gave it to the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, you are in charge. You are in charge. And I trust you. I trust you. I trust that all is well. And, um, you know, my brother's wanting to negotiate and I'm like, Oh, don't start with that. And my brother's really angry at my dad and Oh, all this stuff. And, um, and I just kept soaking it with the violet flame and letting it go, soaking and letting it go. And I really had come to the place of let go. I really had. I really, really did. And then the final test came last spring. I was getting the house ready for renters and getting the gardens ready and stuff. And I'm in the house. This was last June. And I hear a chainsaw right right near the house, cutting down trees in the land that my dad had uh, agreed to sell these other people. And the paperwork hadn't been finalized, but there were, here's this chainsaw. And the sound of a tree being cut down is just, you know, it's like, a, it's, it's challenging for me to listen to. And it brings back very, very sad memories. And uh, so I'm listening to that chainsaw and I just said, Holy Spirit, I know you got this. I just know you got this and I'm good. Mm. And as God would have it, I had to go to the post office. So I went out of the house and there's somebody's truck parked in the yard and they're, you know, right there, cutting down trees. And um, I went off to the post office and by the time I got to the post office, and caught a little bit of a signal on my phone. There was a message from my dad. And um, I, had, I had come back with a proposal that included buying the land and everything. And he said, he left me a message and said, I've called the realtor and I've told him I'm selling everything to you. I just started to cry, you know, I just started to cry. So I've so learned so many different ways, no matter what the appearance is, 
do not be fooled by it that it doesn't include your good no matter what the appearance is and as diana well knows as laurel knows we all know tracy knows the appearance sometimes is so convincing the display as venerable would call it is so convincing that your good is being taken from you that your good is going to somebody else's house it's going to marry somebody else it's going to sleep with somebody else it's going to whatever with somebody else but that can never be the case it's not possible in this world or any other and that's the, the fierceness of mind that we must practice in order to have peace of mind, in order to have happiness. We cannot be fooled by the display. You know, it's like, this is why I, I really am grateful for Donald Trump right now because this whole display is so over the top. Good yeah. Lord, I don't know how they keep it going day after day. <laughs> Seriously, talk about stress. I, I honestly do not know how they stand the just the intensity of the display day after day. It would be exhausting, wouldn't it? Being the, the maelstrom of that. Um, but God bless them, they're going for it. And um, But they are just stirring everything up. And um, uh, the, the people that are coming forward, I mean, you mark my words, five years from now, we are going to have so many fantastic women of color in our government. Five, six years from now, eight to ten years from now, it's going to be an army of women of color. I bet you, I would lay money on that. And um, we are, this is, this experience that we're in is forcing the change. You know, it is, it's like squeezing a pimple, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not the, the most wonderful way to go, but it gets a job done. <laughs> You know, and that's what we're seeing in our world. Um, but for those of us who are really willing to hold the light, no matter what, in our families, in our workplaces, <coughs> for our clients, for, for those around us, um, there is more support than we can even conceive of, and we must draw upon it, you know. Fill me with your light. You know, really take time throughout your days <coughs> and see that golden ball of light in your heart and the white light all around you, just refreshing you and renewing you. It only takes a moment. And when the, the circumstances seem 
so convincing. Just say, get thee behind me. I have all the power because I am of God. And so <clears throat> my, my strong, and I'm going to end with this, my strong invitation to all of us in Masterful Living this year is going to be again and again and again. Take those two first lines from the truly helpful prayer, the per what I call the purpose prayer, you know, and, and to say them, like my friend David Hoffmeister and I were talking about on the radio show today, you know, he told me that when he was early studying the course, that he would say them as he went through the doorway, every doorway, going to the bathroom, leaving the house, entering the house, whenever it was. I am here only to be truly helpful. And the one, and I am here to represent he who sent me. And I, I like to say God who sent me. I'm here to represent God who sent me. Which is if you keep saying that to yourself all day, every time you go through a doorway, I am here to represent God who sent me. You're affirming that you're sent by God and that you must be qualified to represent God, to represent God. And that affirming that whether you believe it or not will anchor it in your heart and you will no longer feel uh, unqualified unsupported uh, lacking I'm here only to be truly helpful and I am here to represent the one who sent me and then, of course, the rest of it, the one who sent me is going to guide me. So I don't have to be afraid or worried or have any doubts because I'm going to be provided for. Why would God send you to represent God and not give you what you need when you need it? Why? That doesn't make any sense. It's like if I were going to send you to be my agent, but not give you the things you need in order to effectively be my agent. That would be just foolish. And God is not foolish. But this, this is, I got so strongly for all of us in Masterful Living, this, this, this is, we're, you know, our flag is planted in this, in this truly helpful prayer, taking with us, reminding ourselves of it over and over and over again. Yeah, maybe I should have those bracelets made or something. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. So grateful and so thankful that we are provided for. So grateful and so thankful that we are led and guided. 
so grateful and thankful that everything we need is within us and we are opening ourselves to this awareness to have it fully awaken in our mind the truth is setting us free even now so grateful to be in this divine partnership with each other and with the holy spirit to remember the essential truth of our being that we are already perfect and we cannot become any more perfect so grateful and thankful to accept the blessings that are ours to receive to call them forth and to allow them knowing that we are worthy of abundant blessings we are grateful to receive ours in gratitude we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them and we joyfully allow it to be and so it is amen Amen, amen, amen. And if you haven't had, who's not had their activation session? Just Franca, okay. And Maggie, so, um, and Diane. So do you, do you feel it's because you're confused about how to do it? Or you just haven't done it. Franca, you're more of an exception, but we'll we'll get you hooked up. Let's move move it along, people, with that activation session. Please. Mm -hmm. Wanna get those done because then we can do the acceleration sessions. But I'm not I'm leaving no child behind here, so don't fight me on this. <laughs> we'll make it hard. All right. Thank you. Mwah. I love you. Mm -hmm.